Hello, I'm Gary Smith, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Psychedelic Alex, The Law of Psychedelics, my ongoing exploration of the question of psychedelics in the law, looking at every possible facet from history, culture, religion, philosophy, and you name it. Uh, I also want to welcome you to 2021. This is the first episode of the year. And what a great way to start. I uh, want to thank up front uh, for today's episode topic, uh, Joe Moore over at Psychedelics Today, who a couple of weeks ago turned me on to something happening in Idaho. And for those of you who have been watching the show, and for those of you who are meeting me for the first time, I am an attorney, but I'm based in Arizona, and I, I practice out of Phoenix. Um, but Joe brought to my attention that the Idaho legislature has just introduced a proposal to modify the Idaho Constitution to prohibit entheogens, psychedelics, um, which seemed to me to be more of a solution in search of a problem, uh, for reasons that we'll get into in a moment. Um, so without belaboring it, let's dive in and look at this thing. It's fairly short, and I'm, I'm genuinely surprised, and yet also at the same time not surprised that this is coming up. But for those of you who are interested in the question of psychedelics, uh, this is one of what I suspect will be more actions by legislatures to come. So let's dive in, shall we? So I have on the screen the actual joint resolution. And starting at the very top, you'll see this is from the Idaho State Legislature. It is their 66th legislature and also their first regular session of the year, 2021. Uh, it is also noted to be a joint resolution in the Senate, number 101. Now, I am not an Idaho resident. I am not an Idaho lawyer. I don't profess to know anything about Idaho politics, but the 101 number leads me to think this may literally be the very first thing the Idaho Senate did in 2021. And that could be wrong, or it could just be coincidence, or... It could mean that the Idaho legislature has been really given this a think and has some level of concern enough to actually take this very, um, well, frankly, aggressive action. And, and I say aggressive because the Idaho laws, criminal laws specifically, as well as their, their drug laws, um, all prohibit these substances already. There's 
no need for an expansion into the Idaho Constitution itself to achieve what this proposes to achieve because this stuff is already illegal under Idaho law. So the question, of course, is why then is Idaho fussing with this? Um, and the best I can guess, and all I can do is guess, because again, I'm, I'm not in Idaho and I don't know anybody in the Idaho legislature, but if you've been watching the news of late, you will notice uh, stories, an abundance of stories, in fact, about a population exodus from California. And apparently Californians in particular have discovered Boise, Idaho, uh, which I've heard wonderful things about, and the pictures I've seen really suggest Boise is quite lovely. And I do hope someday to visit there. But looking at the fact that a voluminous number of Californians have been moving to Idaho, uh, and this is not a slam on Californians at all, I used to be one myself, in fact, in law school. Um, but my supposition is that this particular joint resolution might be a reaction to the Californization of Idaho. And maybe, perhaps, the Idaho locals are fearing that their mostly conservative state is going to liberalize. Um, and I say that in part because here in my home state of Arizona, which has also been mostly historically conservative, just went Democrat in the last election. And using that also as a further comparison, if you look at the election results in Idaho, you will see that Idaho went uh, overwhelmingly, like two to one, in favor of the Republican Party in the election. There was a 63% vote, I think, in favor of Donald Trump. Um, as a side note, Kanye West actually did make it onto the Idaho ballot and garnered less than half a percentage point. So at least there's some balance there. In any event, that's my guess, is that maybe this is an overreaction to Californians moving in, um, but equally possible there were at least three public initiatives on the ballot during this last election that regarded psychedelics. And perhaps Idaho just is reacting to that. Maybe they weren't looking at California at all. Maybe they were looking at Oregon or D.C. I really don't know. But I expect more of this to happen. So let's look at the language. And at the very top is the, the joint resolution that states the findings of the legislature, and I'll have this on the screen for you nice and big so you can read along. And by the way, I'm not going to read this to you verbatim. You guys can do this for yourselves. And also, you can find a copy of this online. If you go to the Idaho legislature's website, you can download a copy. Um, and if you're not sure how to even do that much, just Google Idaho and legislature, and then you can find their website and, and dig in from there. But you're looking for... Uh, the joint resolution, specifically Senate Joint Resolution Number 101. Now, the first actual true section is, well, naturally Section 1. And these are the legislative findings. Um, almost always, if not always, when a legislature creates new laws, they will couple it with some findings that explain either or why the law is being made or what it's supposed to address. Um, and this is no exception. We've got exactly that here. But, and this is no slight on the Idaho legislature, these findings seem kind of trite. 
So let's take a look. Section 24, Article 3 of the Constitution of the State of Idaho affirms that the first concern of all good government is the virtue and sobriety of the people. Number two, it is the sound, or rather it is sound public policy, to promote the health, safety, and welfare of the citizens of Idaho through a drug-free environment where children, families, businesses, and communities can flourish. Moving on, number three, it has been truthfully said that it is easier to build strong children than repair broken adults. Well, that's conclusory as could be, and while that might be true, I don't know who it was that said this truthfully. The Idaho legislature certainly doesn't tell us that, nor do they offer any evidence whatsoever that the statement is factually accurate. Perhaps it actually isn't easier to build strong children than it is to repair a broken adult. I also have no clue what a broken adult is, nor do I know what a strong child is. The Idaho legislature doesn't offer any insight into those points. Number four, the normalization of illicit drug use is having a profound negative impact on Idaho citizens. Okay, I also don't know what that means because they don't qualify that statement either. But let's break it down. The normalization of illicit drug use is having a profound negative impact on Idaho citizens, which tells you that they mean this in the present tense, is having. Well, if it's the normalization of illicit drugs and it is having a negative impact on Idaho citizens, then that means that these substances are already normalized or normalizing inside of Idaho. But I don't know what those drugs are because this doesn't tell us. Moreover, the use of the word illicit drug um, begs the question because the only reason the word illicit would be there is because Idaho criminal law currently deems it as such. These are laws of men. The legislature some decades ago decided in Idaho that certain drugs would be illegal, and they still are. But let's keep going. Number five, the legalization of psychoactive drugs that have not been approved by the federal Food and Drug Administration would be harmful to Idaho citizens. You're getting a theme here. These are all conclusory statements written by politicians. Uh, and, then, and then number six is a constitutional amendment addressing these findings is hereby declared to be reasonable and necessary. Well, reasonable to whom and necessary because the existing criminal laws aren't doing their job? Uh, Idaho prosecutors aren't prosecuting. Idaho police aren't arresting. I don't know what this means. Um, but this is what Idaho has decided to draft into this uh, joint resolution. So right out of the gate, you can see the animosity towards psychedelic drugs, or what they're calling psychoactive drugs, in their totality without them offering any substance whatsoever behind the assertions. And that is problematic. Um, I have to wonder if Idaho has ever scheduled a single session at the legislature to host a debate about this or to take evidence or to put these issues in front of a committee. I really don't know. But if they did, I'd, I'd love to see what was presented and who the presenters were and what their credentials were. 
because I don't know about you, but I know a raft of people who um, could testify credibly, people with degrees and experience who would challenge every single one of these assertions. Section two of, of this resolution reads that Article three of the Constitution of the State of Idaho B, and the same is hereby amended by the addition thereto of a new section to be known and designated as Section 30, Article 3 of the Constitution of the State of Idaho, and to read as follows. So Section 2 tells you, hey, this joint resolution is specifically intended to amend the Idaho Constitution. They want to make this at the absolute supreme top level of law in the state of Idaho. And then it goes on for except as permitted pursuant to certain sections of the Idaho Code, which are all criminal or, or drug sections. Uh, the production, manufacture, transportation, sale, delivery, dispensing, distribution, possession, or use of a psychoactive drug shall not be permitted in the state of Idaho unless the psychoactive drug is, and now we go to page two, permitted under Chapter 27, Title 37 of the Idaho Code, that's their criminal law, so they're saying, look, unless we change the criminal law, this stuff is not permitted. Um, but that was already the law anyway, so I don't know why they need a constitutional amendment to say that. And then it goes on that it's permitted if it's part of a permitted or documented clinical investigation with the Food and Drug Administration or an investigational drug, biological product, or device provided to an eligible patient pursuant to the Right to Try Act under Idaho code or is documented and held in evidence by a law enforcement agency, testing laboratory, court personnel, or a prosecuting attorney for purposes relating to a criminal prosecution and investigation training or related statutory obligation. That's subpart D. That's a fascinating place to pause because what that's telling you is that Idaho wants to do a specific carve out of this proposed constitutional amendment to make sure that all the wheels and mechanisms of their criminal justice system can continue to roll freely, which, again, I reiterate, it's already doing. They don't need the constitutional amendment to do what they're already doing. And then subpart E, uh, you have the exception. If you have documented and held by a registered testing laboratory for purposes related solely to testing of specimens or substances for the presence of any psychoactive drug which really should be part of subpart D. So what they're saying is um, not only will we keep the mechanisms of our criminal justice system rolling untouched by this constitutional amendment, we'll also make sure that the labs that can provide evidence in those criminal laws will remain. And then subpart two on this page provides some definitions, um, those we really don't need to get into. And then section three poses the question of whether these substances should be submitted to the electors of the state of Idaho at the next general election. And here's the actual quote that they would propose to put forth to the electors of the state of Idaho at the next general election. Quote, shall article three of the constitution of the state of Idaho be amended by the addition of a new section 30 to provide that the production, manufacture, transportation, sale, delivery, dispensing, distribution, possession, or use of certain psychoactive drugs 
shall not be lawful in the state of Idaho unless such drugs are A, approved by the Federal Food and Drug Administration as permitted by the state, oh, excuse me, and permitted by the state, and B, lawfully prescribed, and C, lawfully dispensed. So what this ultimately boils down to is that the state of Idaho wants to block all psychoactive drugs. They want to tie the possibility of unblocking them to mandatory approval by the Federal Food and Drug Administration. And even then, the state of Idaho reserves the right to not permit it within the state of Idaho, federal law notwithstanding. And they are insisting that if they are ever going to permit psychoactive substances, that they must be lawfully prescribed and lawfully dispensed, which presumably would be under both federal and state law. Now, here's the weird part about Idaho taking this particular position about tying their drug laws and drug enforcement to the Federal Food and Drug Administration. Idaho is deeply Republican, and at least so far as I have always understood, Republicans stand for things like state rights, small federal government, independence. And here, the Idaho legislature is proposing to tie a constitutional provision, a Idaho state constitutional provision to the behaviors and proclivities of a federal agency. This seems to be so anathema to the typical ethos that one might expect in a conservative state. I, I, you know, look, citizens of Idaho are free to legislate as they wish. It's their state, their laws, and they can do as they please. Uh, That's fine. I don't quarrel with that. What I don't understand is why in almost every other aspect they would insist upon states' rights. And yet on this one issue, when they don't even need a constitutional amendment, again, their criminal laws already make this stuff illegal, that they are literally willing, willing to yield themselves and their political independence to that of a fickle federal agency, who, by the way, is in midst of now contemplating approval of a few different psychoactive substances. There are... Um, psilocybin and MDMA that are on cusp of or inside of phase three studies right now. We may be a few years away from some FDA-approved psychoactives. So let's analyze what Idaho is ultimately trying to achieve here. So to do that, let's take a step back and break this thing apart and, and, and get an appreciation for what the playing field looks like. So at the heart of this, the Idaho Senate is looking to modify, amend the Idaho state constitution. So what, is, what does that mean? Let's start there. So a constitution is the topmost law of, of a political body. So Uh, Each state has a constitution, much like the federal government has a constitution. It's the metaphoric DNA of the law of that jurisdiction. So, as you can imagine, whenever modifying DNA or a constitution, one doesn't go about that lightly. This is a significant thing to pursue a constitutional amendment. You'll notice you've rarely ever heard of that happening. It just doesn't come up that often because it is that precious and 
usually reserved for extreme circumstances. Uh, overwhelming public sentiment, uh, perceived new emergency, uh, fundamental shift in a philosophy, those are the kinds of things that typically um, prompt an amendment. But what happened here? We don't really see, at least the legislature of Idaho hasn't presented anything, that expresses an exigent or imminent threat. Um, but yet they're moving forward anyway. So now that we have an understanding of what the Constitution is and what an amendment would do, and also some idea of what would motivate it, we have to trust that what the Senate put into their uh, proposal here expresses something of concern. And what that concern seems to be born of is a fear. And on the surface, they seem to be saying that they fear uh, a proliferation of illicit drug use. But they don't state that that's actually happening today. So I looked at some of the news reports that came out surrounding this uh, proposal from the Idaho Senate, and they seem to all suggest that this is Idaho's reaction to being effectively surrounded now by states that have approved marijuana in some form or fashion. Uh, if you look at the national map now, almost every state has approved some form of marijuana law, be it medical, recreational, or both. Idaho remains one of uh, the rare few strongholds that's held out on this, which is their right under, under their own state law. So that doesn't seem to be a problem in and of itself that would be motivating a change, because again, Idaho's criminal laws already address this. I think instead, what's happened, and I commented a little earlier in the video, that Idaho's had a huge influx of Californians, but also in the last election, we saw a number of public initiatives pass around the country, including Oregon. And I suspect Idaho was looking at Oregon and got a little nervous about it. Um, so that still doesn't explain, without more, why Idaho would be seeking to amend its constitution. So here's the answer to that. And, and ultimately, this is just Idaho's legislature trying to move a chess piece on the board, so to speak. So here's how it works. Um, this is a basic civics lesson, by the way. Whenever any state wants to create a new law or amend an existing law, the normal routine is that the state legislature will initiate that law, have it uh, passed around between both sides uh, of their uh, congressional uh, aspect of their, their legislature, be it in the House or the Senate. It can initiate in one of those and pass through. Um, but it goes to the normal machinations of in coming about inside of a legislature, being debated within a legislature, voted upon within a legislature, and then passed up to the chief executive of the state, the governor, uh, for signature or veto. If you need a, a quick, fun education on this or a refresher, uh, you've heard me speak about this before, but you can go to watch an episode of Schoolhouse Rock called I'm Just a Bill. And if you were a kid of the 70s or 80s, you absolutely know what I'm talking about. Uh, and if you don't, just go to YouTube and search for I'm Just a Bill, Schoolhouse Rock. Best five minutes you'll spend getting a good public education. Now, that's the normal path for legislation. But some states, not a majority of them, but some of them, of which Idaho happens to be one, my home state of Arizona also happens to be one, some states allow a path 
around the legislature through a more democratic approach to legislation. It's called the public initiative. And what the public initiative allows is that citizens can band together, and if they follow certain procedures, such as gathering signatures on, a, on an approved petition, they can completely bypass their legislature and get laws passed. They basically craft an initiative they would hope would serve as law. They get it approved to run in the campaign, uh, either under general or midterm election, and it runs on the ballot if approved, and then the voters vote on it. And if enough votes are cast in favor of an initiative, it becomes state law. Um, we've seen that happen multiple times, and in the last election, that's how Oregon got its psilocybin initiative. That's how uh, the District of Columbia got its deprioritization initiative passed. That's how Arizona got both its medical and recreational marijuana acts passed. And Idaho allows for this too. The citizens of Idaho, if they chose, could run a public initiative to modify Idaho law to create a, a new marijuana program or a new entheogen program or a new plant medicine program. And that ultimately is what the legislature of Idaho is looking at. Because the Idaho laws, while they allow for initiatives, do not allow for public initiatives to modify their state constitution, statutes only. Some states that allow for initiatives allow initiatives both to modify statutes and also to modify the state constitution. Again, Arizona, my home state, happens to be such a state. Idaho, however, draws a line at statutes only. So that's really what's behind the Idaho legislature's push right now. I suspect there's no real emergency, but rather Idaho fears what they think is coming to Idaho, which is a swelling public sentiment in favor of reform or modification of Idaho's drug laws to match modern sentiment. And if Idaho does succeed in modifying its constitution to pass this proposal, what will result is that the citizens of Idaho will be forbidden from ever running a public initiative on a plant medicine or entheogen issue. This particular proposal that Idaho is trying to press right now will prevent it. The citizens of Idaho won't ever be able on their own to take up the issue. They will forever be beholden to the whim of their legislature. And that's concerning in and of itself for many reasons. But I think chief amongst which is that certain people in the Idaho legislature, for reasons that probably rest in old prejudices and biases, fear their citizenry. Why modify your constitution on this particular issue in this particular way unless you have a genuine concern that the citizens of your state might vote in a, a favorable plant medicine law? Um, which, of course, begs the question, why do you fear that? And then also, why would you fear the will of your own citizens being fulfilled? Isn't that their right as citizens to have the laws they want enacted and fulfilled and obeyed? So I think philosophically this is deeply troubling um, because Idaho doesn't have to do this. They can just leave things alone and wait and watch and learn and respond to their citizenry rather than act aggressively against their citizenry. 
And to that end, if there's genuine fear in the Idaho legislature, that's worth exploring too. I understand I'm not speaking out against anybody in Idaho or any political party or any philosophical approach. I'm just saying that if you stop and really look at the issue and the reaction to it, it's clearly born of fear. And I would say if you're looking to modify your constitution to block any further change in your laws, then you have to decide if your laws are adequate or not right now. And I would say you've got existing criminal laws that address all of this, so there's no motivation. So what's really behind the fear? What's behind the fear is fear of change, I suspect. Um, but what change do you fear? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think if Idaho passed a well-thought-out, well-regulated, well-designed, new program or body of law to permit for plant medicines or entheogens, that that would be a bad thing? Is that the fear? Because if that's the fear, explore it. Look around the country, see what's going on in the different states that have passed some modifications to their laws and see what's working and see what's not. Case in point, here in my home state of Arizona, uh, we had a bunch of naysayers and doomsayers, still do in fact, um, but we've had a medical program for over 10 years now, and everybody was crying the sky is going to fall and it's going to be rampant criminality. But go pull statistics from our Department of Public Safety. These are just raw statistics from the state. And what you're going to find is that in the ensuing 10 years since our medical program began, crime overall across the state went down. Didn't go up, it went down. So there's been no spike or rampancy or increase in criminality. Uh, we've also not experienced a spike in drug addiction in point of fact. Some uh, opioid use is noted to have been reduced because people are choosing a healthier, safer alternative to opioids. And I would imagine, Idaho, I haven't looked at your statistics, but I'm willing to bet you've got an opioid problem there that cannabis could probably help. Um, so I think it's worth exploring the fear and, and looking out at the, the actual science behind the concerns. Just because you harbor a concern or a fear doesn't mean you're right. doesn't mean you're wrong, but it doesn't mean you're right. So if you're an Idaho citizen right now and you are at all concerned today or into the future that you might want to have an opportunity to interact with plant medicines or have an opportunity just for freedom of choice, if nothing else, just base freedom of choice, then you really should be reaching out to your elected representatives in Idaho and letting them know how you feel about this. Because apparently this proposed constitutional amendment will be on the Idaho ballot for the citizens to vote on. And again, I don't think the record behind it is well developed at all. And I think the sentiment behind it is not really justifiable. It, it, it takes a sledgehammer approach to a problem that doesn't even exist yet. Um, and my final thought is this, and this is directed to the Idaho legislature in particular. Don't be afraid of change. And remember, you, you folks are in the position of wielding the legislative pen. There's something vastly different between the extremes of total prohibition, which is where you are now, 
an absolute permissiveness, which is clearly what you fear. You can create a well-regulated, well-managed, cutting-edge, nationally impressive program and be the vanguard of that. And, and to that extent, I do want to also applaud the Idaho Senate. You're the first state to really perceive a, 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 an issue coming up in the future of this awakening to plant medicines, uh, which I've been talking about, because I, I agree with you, Idaho legislature, this is coming. And I don't think taking the old ostrich in the sand attitude is really going to solve your problems. I think you're going to create more problems if you don't take this head on and, and deal with it in a thoughtful manner. So I do hope you all do think the better of it. And for reasons clearly that I hope I've articulated, I, I frankly hope that this amendment fails and, and dies at the ballot box. And instead, I, I hope the folks of, of Idaho, both in the legislature and the citizenry, start a public debate about this. You know, the Idaho legislature can absolutely impanel committees to start investigating these questions. And uh, I'd be happy to help if you need it. So feel free to reach out, Idaho. You know where to find me. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I uh, invite you to join us on the next episode of Psychedelic Alex. Take care. Have a question about psychedelics and the law? You're welcome to submit them. Please send your questions to admin at psychedelicalex.com. Submission of questions is not an assurance that they will be used on the show. Also, please be aware that neither the submission of a question nor a response creates an attorney-client privilege between you and the show's host, nor does an answer constitute legal advice. Information provided is for general purposes only. If you need legal counsel, you should hire competent counsel in your community. Thank you.